When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Arielle, and you are listening to the Think Inclusive Podcast. Recording from my office in beautiful Marietta, Georgia, you are listening to the Think Inclusive Podcast, Episode 15. Today, we have Arielle Hobbs, founder of the Lion League, a fantastic organization that is changing how we build inclusive schools around the United States. We talk about what inclusion looks like in her family, and how the Lion League is different from other social inclusion organizations. After the podcast, please stop by our Patreon page, where you can support our goal to bring you in-depth interviews with inclusive education and community advocacy thought leaders. In order to cover our hosting, transcription, and production costs, we would like to meet our goal of $100 per month. Please help keep this vital resource available to everyone by pledging your support of $1, 5 10 or $20 per month. When you pledge as little as $1 per month, you get access to our patron-only feed for blog posts, special edition podcasts, and picture updates along the way. So, without further ado, here is the interview. All right, welcome to the Think Inclusive podcast. I have uh, Ariel Hobbs with us today. Uh, she is the founder of a nonprofit called The Lion League. Uh, she has been a thinker and writer her whole life, but found her passion when she had to rise up and fight for her son to have the same opportunities as everyone else. Through her nonprofit, Arielle has curated a curriculum that teaches students how to be more inclusive with their disabled peers. Thank you for being on the inclusive, uh, Think Inclusive podcast, Arielle. I'm happy to be here. Now, I'm, I'm saying that right, Arielle or Ariel? Ariel, you are saying it right. Ariel, okay. Um, yeah. Perfect. So uh, we, had, uh, we had talked a, a few months ago now about the Lion League, and um, I was just really excited about what the Lion League um, was and, and is and can be, and I, I wanted you to come on the podcast to kind of explain um, – to our listeners, what it is and how it relates to uh, think inclusive, uh, thinking inclusive and inclusion in general. So, why don't we start off with um, 
what is the Lion League? Well, thank you for being interested. Um, that always gets me more excited about what I do when I meet people that are excited about what I do. <laughs> so I'm super happy to be here and explain what the Lion League is. Um, the Lion League uh, simply is a free school-based program that engages students to be more intentional about including their peers with disabilities. Oh, okay. Um, and how, <laughs> so uh, how is it more intentional as opposed to, so I, yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and let you explain that. Yeah, for me, um, there's a lot of programs out there that kind of pair children up or they have mentors or buddies, but that is a, uh, it might not end up that way, but it starts as a forced relationship where you're paired with this person. Uh, it's not a natural um, friendship forming. It's not natural interest of one another. It can be that, of course, and I, I think it has been. And I'm not saying a lot of those programs are not successful. I think that they are. But for me, um, I just wanted something that really focused on teaching, typically developing students um, more about what is inclusion, what is disability, how can we be more understanding and accepting, and just natural, and the, the natural stuff comes after that. Because if you're, if you're more aware of what inclusion is, of what disability is, of the people around you, then you're going to just, the friendships and the interest level is just going to be more of a natural occurrence rather than a forced one. Okay. So, so, um, help me understand how this would look in maybe, uh, just a, a typical elementary school. Um, now, Absolutely. uh, sure. and, and it's all, it, um, let me, let me just go back and say, this isn't just for elementary school, correct? This is for like K through 12, correct? Correct. We have an elementary school curriculum, we have a middle school curriculum, and we have a high school curriculum. They, of course, uh, they teach the same basic concepts, but we break it down differently for the age groups. Okay. Um, and is this something that's um, done during the school day, or, or is it like an after-school club, or can it be, I guess it could be both? Yeah, it can be either. Uh, I really don't put any restrictions on the school. My focus is really just to get everyone talking about inclusion. So I don't care how you do it. And that's one of the things that I say right away whenever I speak to somebody or somebody has interest in the Lion League. Um, we're thinking about after school club. Great. <laughs> that sounds perfect. We're thinking about, you know, something during the day. Great. That sounds fantastic. I have one school that's doing it. Um, they're hitting every student in the school. Their counselor goes around and does like a social and emotional curriculum. And in that elementary school, four times a year, um, she teaches the Lion League curriculum. So every single student in that school is getting the Lion League curriculum. And I think that is really, really cool. And schools believe in it so much that they make sure that this isn't just a group of 10 students that, is gonna, that are going to hear this. We're going to teach this to everybody. And that just makes me feel good about kind of what we're doing over here at the Lion League. So it looks totally different for every school. I think initially I started it with the thought that it would be after school programs and students would really get together um, and, and kind of have maybe, you know, obviously a teacher has to oversee and all that, but really student run. And what I've found in, you know, just kind of, we're still at the beginning stages and learning so much, but um, counselors and uh, the administrative staff are really grabbing a hold of the idea and the concept and the mission of the Lion League. And they're really wanting to teach it to a, more broad group than just 
15 students that gets together after school. And I'm really happy about that. Fantastic. Um, so yeah. I have a, a couple more questions about the curriculum. So the curriculum yeah. that is developed, um, is that something that, that you wrote or that you adapted? Yeah, I wrote it um, just from some personal experience, from some basic research. And then I try and work each year. We want the curriculum to be different because we hope that we're maintaining you know, some of the same students. And eventually our elementary students will be middle schoolers and we still want them to be in the Lion League. So the concepts will be the same, but we hope to come at it from a different perspectives every year. So I have um, a spot on my website where you can actually volunteer to help me write the curriculum for that year. Mm. It's just like a little committee that we put together and it's annual um, because we want it changing every year. So it's only a one year, you know, volunteer position. It's very low key. Uh, I'm pretty low key. And I just really want other perspectives in writing this curriculum, not just mine at all. So this year I worked with two really fabulous um, special education teachers and we just approached it from you know their point of view and mine and that's where the curriculum came from this year. Um, I write the bulk of it for sure, just <clears throat> like I said, a little bit of research and personal experience, but I really would love for the committee to transform into something um, really beautiful that everyone's excited about every year. Like, who's going to write it this year? <laughs> you know, so I want that piece to become really exciting, and that's a new uh, facet for us within the Lion League. Okay. Um, so, uh, for instance, let's talk about let's talk about this year's curriculum. Um, sure. What would be? Uh, and I know I know that um, each school is going to implement the curriculum differently. But as far as uh, let's just talk about content, because I I can. Um, uh, as far as uh, for people who are not familiar with like what an inclusion, you know, uh, driven curriculum, um, what the content looks like, can you tell me, let's say we're in our first kind of lesson or unit, um, can you give us some specific content examples of what would be in that unit? Yeah, so the first one, um, so there's four for elementary school and there's eight lessons for middle and high school. So Middle and high school meet monthly. Elementary, we didn't want to put that on. The elementary teachers or students, so they meet four times a year. Mm, okay. The first one is inclusion, just what is inclusion. And then if you're in middle or high school, that second piece of the curriculum is going to break down, okay, well, now how do we actually apply what we learned last month? Mm. So in elementary school, again, it's more of a just a basic overview, like what is inclusion and kind of a little bit of like how can we there's always how there's always action on the curriculum for every single curriculum that comes out whether it's you're in the elementary school middle or high four or eight so at the end of your session when you're when these students are learning the curriculum they have a takeaway they have a piece of paper that's a printout and they have they put their own action items in there how am i going to apply what i've learned for the next 30 60 days and we really want them to come back to that next session and say, I challenged myself to talk to, you know, three new students that I didn't know much about and ask them questions or whatever their personal challenges were. And then we hope that they report those challenges. So throughout the year, we're hoping that every single meeting gets more rich because the students are doing and understanding and uh, just kind of having greater awareness as we go along throughout the year. Oh, I like that. I like that a lot. Um, and how, um, I know that you probably don't dictate this, but what, 
what are some examples of how schools are implementing this um, as far as getting kids involved in recruiting, I guess, uh, students? So it, it, is it like a school-wide announcement? Uh, I mean, have you heard schools of doing like school-wide announcements or, or like school-wide flyers or, or do teachers kind of have their eye on certain students and they go and they ask them individually? Like, how does that work? Very different across the board. I think some really feel like, oh, we'll do this as like a leadership. I already have a leadership group formed, so why don't we just add it to what they do? That's great, too. Um, And then, like I said, that one school really took it uh, another step further, and they're teaching it to everybody. So there's no option there. There's nothing going home. Every kid is hearing our curriculum, which I think is amazing. That's an elementary school here in Texas. I have another school here in Texas that has – um, it's an elementary school, but they have like some afternoon um, after-school clubs. And the, so that's an optional sign-up. The club list goes home, and then students can decide if they want to join. I have a school in Florida who just sends out – I think they only do – in this specific elementary school, they do second through um, fifth graders just because of understanding. They, I think everyone can understand it K through five but they decided to do second through fifth and they sent home the option. I think they made a little presentation at school and then they asked kids if they were interested. And if they were, they sent home just a little bit of information for the parents to let them know their children wanted to participate in this. So everyone's doing it so different, but that's I love that. I have a middle school here in Texas who it's a leadership group um, and a middle school in Arkansas. And they um, have a specific group that they get together it's actually kind of a reverse inclusion situation. So they use some of their special education students and then some of the reverse inclusion students that come. Um, and then they're all working on it together. And that's been a really, really fun one to watch as well. Uh, yeah. So that actually, that was my next question as far as um, how uh, students with disabilities or that are, you know, labeled as special education students, um, uh, how they are really included in this process. So uh, is that also up to the school or is it something that you are um, on the front end telling schools um, that if you're going to form a Lion League, um, uh, you know, you should also be having students with disabilities in in the group as far as learning these skills as well? Yeah, it's um, it's suggested uh, and it's uh, pushed. So on my end, yeah. I can't make anybody do anything on their end. Right, of but course. But for <laughs> us, we definitely, definitely want um, full inclusion in even in the Lion League because it's so much rich, more rich when we do have students with all different types of differences, um, whether it's disability or it's race or it's background. Um, I think that that becomes really, really cool because they can all speak from different places. So it is more than um, suggested that they have students with disabilities in the Lion League groups. Um, that Yeah, that's awesome. I love it. Um, let's talk about... Um, yeah. I, I guess let's talk about your personal experience in, in the why of you know, why you started the line league and uh, in your, in our introduction, you, we talked about you rising up and fighting for your son. So maybe yeah. s- tell us specifically what happened and why, you know, why did you start the line league? 
Absolutely. Uh, it's, it was an unfortunate experience, but, you know, turned into uh, me really finding my passion. And so I'm grateful. But we signed up. I have three kids. Uh, my middle son is eight, and he has an intellectual disability, and he's nonverbal. We signed him up when he was in first grade for like a kinder first basketball thing, like kinder first grade basketball, very chill. I mean, <laughs> supposed to be just super fun. And so we thought this would be perfect for him. He loves basketball. I called the local sports um, league in our area and just said, hey, is you know, are you inclusive? And they said, yeah, we're totally inclusive. I said, that's fantastic. Let me tell you a little bit about my son. I think he's going to need like a person. Um, to maybe go come alongside him a little bit because he doesn't understand basic directions sometimes. And I just gave them a little overview of him. And they said, yeah, this is great. We would love to have him. I, I paid my money. We brought him that first time, and nobody even said hello to us. And I thought, well, that's a little odd because all the other parents kind of just threw their kids into the gym and they sat on the bleachers. So I stayed with Sullivan um, on the gym floor. And... We found that they started and nobody still spoke to us. And I tried to kind of worm my way over to the coach and introduce myself. And she didn't seem very interested in speaking to me. So suddenly I played a little bit of basketball. And then the coach kind of was walking around checking on all the kids. And I'm the only parent on the court. It's very obvious that Sullivan needs a little more assistance than all of the other children. And she kind of looked at me. And started to walk over and then decided against it. <laughs> Just <laughs> turned around and walked away. And I thought, oh, my goodness, what is happening right now? So uh, I didn't want to upset my son, but I couldn't stay. I was getting really fired up. I was getting really emotional. And um, I decided to leave. So we pulled out. Uh, I called them. You know, I told them that I need my money back and how I felt about them a little bit. And... Um, I was just gravely disappointed in their lack of welcoming us, including Sullivan, and just trying to accommodate him in the very minimal way that he needs accommodation. Sully is very, very friendly. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Very social, and so I thought that they really just dropped the ball. I found that after that, I just stayed angry. I'm a very, very happy, positive person. Mm -hmm. So this was not normal for me. And instead of letting that eat me up, uh, after a couple weeks of kind of being angry, I decided that this was something that I had to do something about. So I created initially what was called Pride Inclusive Sports. Pride Inclusive Sports was created to kind of try and push this idea of inclusive recreation activity. So there's a lot of things out there for 
typically developing children. There's a lot of things out there for children with disabilities. Um, but there's nothing that's meshing the two. And why aren't our kids playing together? Mm-hmm. Um, for me, all kids should be playing together. That doesn't seem too far-fetched. So, um, but in the world of competitive sports, uh, it's a very, very difficult thing. And I don't look at it the way that a lot of people do. So I completely failed with my first mission of trying to include people in recreation. Um, really, truly, just totally bombed. The sports went really well, actually. For two and a half years, we had wonderful special needs disability uh, programming for, and it was fantastic. We had soccer, we had swimming, we had all of these different things. But in the end, there was no parents of typically developing children that would sign up their kids for our activities. Mm -hmm. So after two years, I decided to take a step back and just say, what am I missing? I'm obviously missing something because I'm segregating the community that I'm trying to include. So I'm failing miserably at doing what I intended to do. Mm-hmm. So um, through this, I took a, a break. Um, that wasn't sure if I was going to continue what I was doing. And in this time is when I decided, no, I'm not going to stop what I'm doing. I'm going to change what I'm doing and I'm going to educate people on inclusion and disability because obviously they don't understand. So I was in a place of passion and, and that's where the Lion Lake was created specifically it was my son in mind, but obviously with the benefit of hopefully um, affecting the lives of all people um, and the community, disability community in general. Right. <clears throat> now, um, in saying all that about about the you know the segregation that happens with uh, just sports in general, because you have sports that are so competitive, um, mm-hmm. it's such a it's such a competitive um, world. The sports you know world, especially for kids, and you know you sign your kid up for little league. And it it's just uh, uh, it's very intense. Um, <laughs> so <Yes>. very. <laughs> <laughs> so you you know um, you and you saw that at, when you created uh, the the Pride Inclusive Sports um, that model that it, it was attractive to families who have uh, you know children with special needs or disabilities. Um, so. Now, do you think, though, that there's a place for special needs or disability-specific events or or um, organizations? Um, I know that that I know that that wasn't it didn't line up with what you were thinking of what you wanted to do, um, mm. but I guess in general, right? Mm. Like for instance, Special yeah. Olympics, or you know, I know there's other organizations that are disability-specific. Um, right. Do you feel like there's a place for that? Uh, I'm a, I'm a realist. Um, I'm a dreamer too, which is cool. I'm proud that I'm both of those things, but <clears throat> I have to live now and I have to hope for better. And that's, I think having a child with disabilities, I have found that spot, right? I have to live in the space of this is what this looks like today, but I'm going to hope that this looks like X, Y, and Z in the coming weeks and months and years. So for me right now, there is a place for the Special Olympics because I see firsthand how much joy it brings to the disability community. 
uh, last week, I, last weekend, we were participated in a Special Olympics swimming event, and my son had the best time and just felt like a superstar. And had we had a wonderful experience, and we met amazing people, and everyone was having a great time. So there is space for that. Do I wish that sports were not as hyper-competitive at this age? Do I wish that the world looked different and we could have kids playing with one another and all on the same swim team? Absolutely, I do. But I also feel like I have to look at right now. So I dream about there not being a need for the Special Olympics, but I don't think that we're there yet. I think that's a, I think that's a really good point because, um, I mean, you know, you know, part of, you know, my background as far as in the education world and what classrooms look like in special education. Um, Mm. and I feel very, I feel very similar in that. And I'm, I'm about to ask you, I guess, your opinion about about the self-contained versus inclusive, you know, model in special education. Um, but, um, I, I find myself thinking the same thing as, as in I have a dream and I have a vision um, that we can have inclusive schools and those inclusive mm-hmm. schools will look a certain way where they're, right. you know, like you said, there's no need for the special Olympics. There's no need for self-contained classrooms, but we're not there yet. Right. And, uh, we're not, and I, and and I used to feel really sick and bad about that because uh, being in education, you know, for you know so long, and seeing this disconnect, that I felt like I was betraying my ideals because I'm still, you know, working in this in this system um, mm. that does have uh, these self-contained classrooms. But I think what it comes down to for me is that I'm really in it for the, the kids, you know, the kids aren't, the kids aren't the problem, you know, like the, the the students are not the, (laughs) they're not what is um, holding us back. Right. So as long as I have that in mind and just try to do what's best for kids, just like you, you know, you're trying to do what's best for your son and kids like your son uh, who need, you know, a little bit extra help. Um, and so, you know, you are trying to push people into what could be, but at the same time, you're participating in Special Olympics. You're, you're participating in, in what's right now available. And, um, Absolutely. And I, I would not deprive him of that. Yeah. yeah exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I, I just talked a lot, so I apologize. <laughs> I didn't mean to, like, step all over your your stuff. Um, no. Oh my God. No, 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 no. I love, no, this is the fun part. <laughs> uh, but, um, so l- let me ask you, uh, do you feel that yeah. kind of same kind of tension as far as, uh, you know, education for, for your son and what that looks like? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be a similar answer. <clears throat> uh, personally, I am all for full inclusion in schools, but in doing what I do, I, I'm so fortunate to meet amazing parents of children with disabilities, meeting individuals that have disabilities, young and old. And I welcome this conversation always because I'm 
I always want to hear both sides and I have heard both sides. I think when I first started this inclusion journey, <laughs> as for, um, I thought that everyone felt, felt like me, especially parents. I felt like, of course they all want their kids to be included. Of course they all want, you know, full inclusion in schools. But then I met a couple of parents that were like, no, not interested in that. And I was like blown away by this. I'm not now because I've been in it for a little while. But when I first really, you know, became a disability parent and um, I was all for that for my child. And I was so shocked when I met people that weren't. But I love hearing why. And I think as long as we're like respectful and always willing to learn and grow, I, I think it's beautiful to hear both sides. And I love to hear why. Because some of them, it's just their, their fear of having their child in, engaged in the general education setting all day. And I get that too. You know, if you have a very medically fragile child, I get that fear 100%. So I think that personally, I totally am for full inclusion in schools. But I also want to be very respectful of some of the parents who have fears and are nervous about what that looks like for their children. Yeah, and um, and, and and also, you know, I just I want to say that it 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 does come out of fear, but there there's a reason for the fear because they've seen, um, and I've seen too, where that the, the uh, there's a system that's not set up for this to happen in a um, in an authentic way. Um, and there's a lot of factors for that. And there's a lot of reasons why there, there's a lot of barriers uh, for yeah. uh, inclusive education to, to thrive. Um, but the, the one thing that I, I kind of go back to is that um, this is, this is not what we're advocating for as far as for inclusive education and also for what you're talking about um, uh, w w with what you're promoting with the Lion League. It's not like this doesn't happen. Like, inclusive models happen and they happen all over the country and they happen all over the world and they're happening right Correct. now. Like this is not a, this is not a fairy tale. This is research based. <laughs> it's, it's, it is <laughs> <totally> literally, agree. <laughs> it is literally happening. So we have this dream yeah. of, of something happening, right? But it's not like it's never happened before. Um, and we can point to Correct. examples now, you know, people can say whatever they like about, well, that wouldn't work here, but at least we can point to examples and say, this is how this particular community has decided to you know, implement these values. And, mm -hmm. and hopefully, you know, with organizations like the Lion League and, you know, and other ones that we can say, yes, this can happen in your community. You have to make it a priority. So, um, right. yes. So, uh, that's why I'm, I'm just really excited about, you know, the ideas that we're talking about and, um, and what you're promoting, um, you know, with the Lion League. So, uh, um, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. It means a lot. Yeah. How can people who are interested in the Lion League and, and what you're doing, how can they contact you and get curriculum for their school or you know after school club or or whatever absolutely um the lion org is our website 
everything is on there. Description of our curriculum. We also offer kind of workshops for schools. Right now, we're just offering them locally in Texas or if I'm drivable to you. So possibly like Louisiana, Arkansas. Um, but we we that would be me just coming in and doing like two workshops a year if your school maybe is not ready to embrace the actual full curriculum of the mm-hmm. Lion League. And then we also, um, yes, we have tons of different and volunteer opportunities like I spoke about earlier. So visiting the website is definitely the best way. There's tons of contact information on the website where people can get in touch with me. And um, I usually answer personally. So I'd love to hear from everybody and I would love to hear from any of our listeners. Perfect. Are, are you also on social media and is there a way they can connect there? Yes. So uh, again, through the website, you can certainly do that. We're Facebook. We're on Twitter. I very don't tweet very much if we're going to be honest. Um, we're on Instagram and you can connect with me personally on Facebook as well. I'm again, always thrilled to connect with people personally not just professionally. Awesome. Awesome. And one more thing before, you know, before I let you go, um, Absolutely. as a, as a little bit of a teaser, right. Are you still in process of writing a children's book? <laughs> I am. Uh, the children's book is written. Okay. Okay. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a series. Uh, the first two are written actually, which is fantastic and exciting. I have an agent that, uh, I was picked up with in the spring <clears throat> and we're in the process of just pitching to publishing houses and we're really excited about the potential of that children's book series coming out in the near future. Awesome. So, so you're, you're committing to coming back on the program on the podcast and talking about your children's book, correct? A hundred percent. I'm committing. <laughs> All, right. All right. Good stuff. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I'd like to it. I'd like to thank Ariel Hobbs, uh, founder of the nonprofit uh, The Lion League, for coming on the Think Inclusive podcast. Thanks for your time. Thank you. That is our show. We would like to thank Ariel from The Lion League for joining us. Make sure you check out their website, thelionleague.org, and you can find them on Facebook and Twitter. Follow Think Inclusive on the web at thinkinclusive.us as well as Twitter, Facebook, Google+, and now Instagram. Today's show was produced by myself, talking into USB headphones, a Zoom H1 handy recorder, MacBook Pro, GarageBand, and a Skype account. You can also subscribe to the Think Inclusive podcast via the iTunes Music Store, Google Play, Stitcher, or Podomatic.com, the largest community of independent podcasters on the planet. From Marietta, Georgia... Please join us again on the Think Inclusive podcast. Thanks for your time and attention. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.